This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about taking leadership to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember, leaders make things happen. My passion is to help you lead more effectively. Welcome to episode 20. How exciting is that? I don't know. You're probably not all excited, but I'm very excited because uh, 20 shows. Hey, that's a pretty big deal in the podcasting world. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm getting a growing tribe out there, and I appreciate that so much. Beginning to hear from more people who are telling me it's valuable. You're tweeting about it, and uh, you're Facebooking about it, and that really, that just means a lot to me. I want to give a special big thanks to my producer, Greg Smith, here in Colorado with me. Uh, you're amazing, Greg. Thanks for making me look good as you take the raw material and you cook it into a fancy meal. So thanks, Greg. You're the man. So what are we going to cover today in this podcast? Knowing yourself makes you a better leader. Know yourself. It's always a good thing to do. What we're going to cover in the podcast today, why it's important to know yourself, and four areas of knowing yourself. Strengths, spiritual gifts, natural abilities, and personality. All of them come into play with leaders in terms of their effectiveness, how people perceive us, how they respond to us, how we work in a team. The better we know ourselves, the better we fit in a team. If you consider a, a leadership team like a puzzle, Every puzzle piece fits together into a beautiful puzzle. When our kids were growing up, we used to love, especially at Christmas time, to do awesome uh, puzzles as a family. You know, we'd like over the holidays, you know, we would every day, we'd, different people would surround the table and add a few pieces and, you know, and eventually get done. In fact, some of them we actually glued the back and framed them in our house because it was a cool family project. Every leadership team is like that kind of a puzzle. Maybe not that many pieces, but whoever's on the leadership team has to fit together well. And I have found in my experience, one of the best ways for that fit to happen is for us to really know ourselves. So we're going to talk about that. And then I just want to remind all of you that we have show notes at the hansfenzel.com where every week I post a blog that has a lot of the references and things I talk about there on my podcast at my website, hansfenzel.com. I also want to remind you that there is a podcast directory at hansfenzel.com. And in that podcast directory, you can see the 20 shows. And those of you who are, haven't listened to all of them, you may want to go back and listen to some of uh, the titles are there. And you can just go in there and listen at hansfenzel.com. Com. Okay, I think it's hansmithel.com slash podcast. Okay, let's talk about knowing yourself, knowing yourself, because uh, the better you know yourself, the better you're going to be as a leader. When I was a young Christian and I was uh, new in the faith and God began to stir my heart to do some cool things for God and to attempt great things for God. And, you know, at the beginning, I thought the only thing that really mattered was being spiritual. And if you're spiritual enough, then uh, you've got what it takes to be a great leader. Is that true? 
Is that all it takes to be a great leader, is to be a great spiritual person? If you're a leader in God's kingdom, in ministry, or in the church, or uh, as a missionary? Well, as I got older, I realized, you know, that's not all there is to it. And uh, definitely, we could say it's half true, because I do think it's very important that we, as uh, people in ministry, if you're uh, in in a ministry position, you know what? It doesn't just have to be a ministry position, because, you know, I'm a huge believer of the fact that there are a lot of God. God's people who are leading outside of the formal Christian world or the Christian ministry church world, and they are amazing spiritual leaders. So let me just backtrack just a bit and say that no matter what your position is, if you're a follower of Christ, being filled with the Holy Spirit and being filled with the fruits of the Spirit is really, really foundational to great spiritual leader uh, leadership. But beyond that, there's so much more. As I journeyed along in my Christian experience, I began to realize the critical importance of knowing myself, who I really am. So how well do you know yourself? We are the sum total of all the things that make up who we are. In my journey through the years, I've taken a lot of tests and listened to a lot of feedback about myself. And at this stage in my life, you know, I've really come to know myself and it helps me know what to engage in and what to not engage in. It helps me know what kind of a team I should be on and what I should stay away from, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I just am a huge, huge believer that we should not focus on our weaknesses. Don't try to make better what you don't do good. Instead, you need to camp on what you do well. The first job of any leader in a new situation is to gain trust. Trust is the glue that holds leaders and followers together. You might have a position of leadership, but you will not have the power of persuasion without trust. And that's so critical. So how do you gain trust? That is job number one. Just the other day, I was uh, doing a webinar, and one of the people asked me that question. Hans, I'm a brand new leader. I've just started. How do I how do I gain trust? Because I, I hear what you're saying, and 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 how do I do that? And what I uh, recommended to that person is uh, you got to know yourself and open your heart to the people. They need to know who you are, what makes you tick. I used to share with my troops on a regular basis what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what you can expect from me, what you cannot expect from me. If you're a faithful listener to the podcast, you know that I talked about conflict a number of episodes ago. What is a source of all conflict in teams and in the working environment? Differences and expectations. If you're experiencing conflict, I guarantee it's because somebody has expectations of you that you're not fulfilling. Oftentimes, it's unspoken, or perhaps it's going the other way. You're frustrated because your expectations of your leader is not being fulfilled. I just got an email from a a lady yesterday in Texas who was telling me how frustrated she was in her situation because her leader was uh, not listening, not willing to listen, and her expectations Patients are that my leader will listen to us. I don't expect them to do everything I want them to do, but I expect them to listen. So job number one is to gain trust. And the way you gain trust is to open your heart and let people know what you're good at, what you're not good at, what your strengths are, what they can expect from you and what they cannot expect from you. And as you open your heart and let people know how you tick, what your vision is, where you're going, they will begin to trust you. 
That's what you have to do. That's job number one. Tell them who you are. Here is who I am. Here's what I'm really good at. And here's where I'm weak. Here's what I struggle with. And this is what I excel at. You know, when I mention that, some of you may be thinking, wow, that's awfully vulnerable, isn't it? Yes, it is. And you know what? One of the most important traits for young leaders today, I'm going to do a whole episode on millennials coming up soon and traits of uh, young leaders and, and the kind of things that young people especially expect from their leaders. And I'll tell you right at the top, vulnerability and authenticity. They will not follow perfection. There is no perfection, but they won't follow people who emanate this spirit that I'm, I've got my act together, I'm perfect, and I have no chinks in my armor, and don't you dare try to get inside. That is very old school leadership, and that's not the kind of leadership that people are going to follow today. So be vulnerable. Be authentic. Let people know where your weaknesses are and where you struggle. And they will trust you, and they will follow you. Now, I, I will let me just go quickly on to say the sum total of all your strengths better be stronger than the sum total of all your weaknesses because I've seen that situation where, oh, I remember this uh, pastor who uh, all he did from the pulpit week after week was share his struggles and his frustrations and his failures. And the congregation lost trust in that pastor, and they eventually voted him out of the church. And I totally understand because people want to follow leaders that are going somewhere and that have a, a reasonable amount of their act together. Nobody expects you to be perfect, but the sum total of your strengths should outweigh the sum total of your weaknesses. All right, let's get into these four areas of how to know yourself. By the way, just as an aside, a little commercial note, if you enjoy this podcast, I'd love it if you'd go to hansmenzel.com slash love it, and there's a pre-prepared tweet that you can send out and tweet your uh, Twitter followers and let them know you enjoy this show. That's how the show gains momentum. Also, if you could go into iTunes and give me a great review, man, would I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I appreciate you listening. Okay, let's talk about strengths. Michael Jordan was born to play basketball. Donna and I and our family lived in Chicago during the three-peat Michael Jordan era. Oh my gosh, was that ever fun to go down to the United Center and watch Michael play. It was it being in the presence of greatness. Do you remember that uh, there was a period after that that he signed up for baseball he actually went down to a farm team in the state of Alabama, where I'm from. And what happened to Michael Jordan when he tried to play baseball? He utterly failed because he tried to play outside of his strengths. He was born to play basketball, and I still think he's the greatest basketball player that ever lived. The worst thing we can do is to be in an assignment well, we are not using our strengths, but instead are relying on our weaknesses. To focus on trying to improve what we are bad at instead of what we're good at is a sure formula for failure. I'm going to recommend this book by Tom Rath, Strengths Finder 2.0. It's a great test. You buy the book, you take the test, you're given a code that you go online and take. It is awesome. I'm going to refer to it in just a minute and give you my strengths Finder profile, and also Donna recently took it, and it was so much fun to see her light up. Uh, she bought the book like a year ago and never got around to taking it. We went away for a little getaway, and she took it. And you take the test online, and then all of a sudden, you get a 20-page report on yourself right after you take the test. I'll leave in my show notes some uh, links to places you can go to get this stuff. But uh, she just lit up like a Christmas tree and said, this is me exactly. I can't believe it. It's amazing. 
amazing. So uh, Finder, I highly recommend it. And it's one way to really understand what you're strong at, what you're good at. I've also taken the DISC test. If you're familiar with the D-I-S-C test, the DISC test. And I'm a high D in the DISC, which means I'm a lion in my bent. And that affects what I do and what kind of a leader I am. And if you take the DISC test and then you have everybody on your team take it, you will see immediately the kind of people you get along well with, the kind of people that create friction, the kind of people that frustrate you, the kind of people that delight you. When I did this not long ago with my leadership team, you know, we were just sitting there laughing uh, at the insight and the revelations we were receiving at why some of us have such a hard time with each other. I tell you, D's have a hard time with S's and C's. And uh, anyway, I'm pretty high D. I'm very high D and I'm a pretty high I. The other test I've taken is Myers-Briggs inventory. I'm a huge fan of Myers-Briggs. This is another great team test that you can do. And I'm an INTJ and my wife is the exact opposite. Donna is an ESFP. Isn't that crazy? It just goes to show opposites attract. And when we uh, went through that test, it was just another great opportunity for us to understand and appreciate each other's differences. Really, you do the same thing in marriage that you do on your leadership team. You have to learn to appreciate your differences and how you fit together as that puzzle piece. Let me go back to strengths finders just a minute because in that test you'll find your five dominant strengths. I believe their test has a total of around 40 and there are 33 million combinations of the strengths that people can have, which to me shows the beauty of God's ability to make us each unique. There's no one quite like you out there on the planet. And I just think it's cool to be able to take this kind of a test. So what I am is I'm strategic. People who are especially talented and strategic create alternative ways to proceed. They're very creative and they're visionary, which is my second strength, futuristic. People who are especially talented and futuristic are inspired by the future and what could be. They inspire others with their visions of the future. And actually only 7% of the population falls into the futuristic category. Then Relator, these are people that enjoy working close in close relationship with a few people. Achiever, <laughs> duh, anybody that knows me knows that I'm an achiever. I take great satisfaction from being busy and productive. And positivity. Everybody that knows Hans knows I'm a very positive person. My philosophy is there's plenty of negative people in the world, so I'm going to be positive. People who are especially positive have an enthusiasm that is contagious. They're upbeat, and they can get others excited about where they're going. Donna, by the way, I'll give you one of her strengths. It's called Woo, W-O-O. And I thought, what the heck is that? They have the ability to woo people. She isn't a magnet. She's a people person, and she can be so passionate and persuasive in a different way than I am as a visionary. For her, it's, a, it's what's called the woo factor. So check it out. Okay, I'm going to leave the issue of strengths. And again, the three tests that I recommend are the DISC test, the Myers-Briggs, and the Strengths Finder Profile. The two that I would recommend first are the Strengths Finder 2.0 and the Disk Test. And you can find places online where you can take those. Let's shift gears now to spiritual gifts. I don't know if you're a spiritual person or not, but the spiritual gifts issue is an interesting one. 
There's a lot of different opinions in the Christian world about what spiritual gifts are, but I found that there are four places in the New Testament that talk about spiritual gifts that list them and mention that God actually did give gifts to his people. And I believe he did, and I believe he does, and I believe they're still very much active today. Romans 12, 6 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and 27 through 30, Ephesians 4, 8 through 13, and Hebrews 2, 4. And all of those are the places I'll have them on my podcast show notes is where, where the spiritual gifts show up. So let me just say that I went through those lists, and I believe that I have some natural abilities, which I'm going to get to next, but I also believe God endowed me with some spiritual gifts. It seems like they're an enhancement of what I naturally do well, and some of them are brand new stuff that I don't think I ever had before I became a a follower of Christ. I was an adult when I began to follow Jesus, and I noticed some differences that happened, and I believe those are spiritual gifts that he gave me. I believe that I have these four spiritual gifts, leadership, encouragement, teaching, and wisdom. Those are my spiritual gifts. I would encourage you to check out these verses and see, you know, what spiritual gifts has God given me? That's important. And a great leadership team, as those puzzle pieces are fitting together, are going to have people with all the gifts, and that would be the best team. You know, you don't want everybody to be a hand, or you don't want everybody to be a foot. You don't want everybody to be a teacher. You need all kinds of different people. Okay, that's spiritual gifts. Let's talk about natural abilities. That's the third way that you can know yourself and understand yourself. Natural abilities. What are you naturally good at? If I were to sit down and say, uh, you know, what were you born with that is a natural ability? Are you good at math or science or spelling or speaking or graphic arts or music or exploration? Or I don't know. There are so many things that people can be good at. Uh, I'll just share a few of mine. I, I was an Eagle Scout. I am an Eagle Scout. I don't want to say I was an Eagle Scout. A Boy Scout came to our door last week selling uh, popcorn. I guess that's uh, the Girl Scouts sell cookies and the Boy Scouts sell popcorn. And his parents parents are friends of ours. They live up the street and he's uh, 13 years old and he was wearing his little Boy Scout uniform. And I said, so what, uh, what rank are you? And he told me and I said, I'm an eagle. And he just lit up and I said, wait a minute. And I ran upstairs. Believe it or not, I have my little eagle badge on the bulletin board right in front of my desk where I work. And I went downstairs and he said, I can't believe you got a hold of that so fast. I said, I am so proud that I'm an Eagle Scout. Of course, I'm going to buy some popcorn from you. And I just encouraged him and his mom was there and she lit up. I have a built-in ability to lead that started that I saw when I was an Eagle Scout. I was the patrol leader, the senior patrol leader, and I always led the hikes. I don't know. I'm just wired that way. But I believe that my leadership was greatly enhanced when I became a follower of Christ. I have a built-in GPS. I always know what direction is north. I'm a great fix-it man. My father was a fix-it man. He was a scientist and an engineer, and he really passed that gift down to me. That's a natural ability. I know how to fix things. And boy, does Donna appreciate that when she talks to others' wives whose husbands really don't know which end of a hammer to grab a hold of or a screwdriver. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have the natural ability to uh, public speaking. I've never been afraid to speak publicly. I'm naturally a technological person. I love computers. I love graphic arts. Uh, those are some of my natural abilities. We all have them. And maybe for some of you, you have squelched them. You have not allowed them to shine. They have been put on a shelf. And could I just encourage you to write them down? Write down what you're good at. Write down what your gifts are. And I hope that you were in a place where you can use what you're good at. If all those things are on a shelf and your day in and day out experience is something different, then I hope you'll gravitate to a place where you can shine. Now, I'm just thinking about moms out there and uh, a shout out to my daughter-in-law, both my daughter-in-laws, Danielle and Jordan. And uh, you guys, I'm watching you raise your young families. And I realize how much sacrifice moms have to, to give to raise their children. And uh, a lot of times those gifts have to be put on the shelf for a season like Donna's when the years that she raised our four children. But even during the years of raising children, you can use your natural abilities as you train them up in the way in which you should go. So natural ability. Finally, let me just say a word about personality. We need to understand our personalities, and we all have different personalities. Romans 12, 3, Paul said, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. You know what that says to me? It says, know yourself and don't think of yourself differently than you really are. Now, let me give you some real unvarnished truth about leadership. Some people just don't like you because of your personality. It has nothing to do with anything except the fact that you don't have good chemistry. In my experience in leadership, there were some people who I just realized that they don't like me. You know, it doesn't matter what I do. There's just something about my personality that rubs them the wrong way. I've learned a lot about my personality and who I am, and I'm not going to get into the details, but, you know, I learned some great things from a counselor, and uh, just the fact that I'm pure German rubs some people to the wrong way. I'm a perfectionist. You know, I, I was uh, I used to be a hippie in, in the 60s, and, you know, that to this day has had an impact on how I operate. And, you know, I, there's other things I'm just not even going to go ahead and unlayer right now, but uh, know yourself. You need to realize what your personality is like. And here's the, the test that I always uh, give. You know, some people just don't want to go hang out with you at Starbucks. They just don't enjoy being around you. It's a Sometimes it's just flat out a personality thing. And you know what? It's fine. Leadership, that's what this show is about, is not a popularity contest. You cannot make everybody love you and you can't make everybody like you. And leadership is not also not about pleasing people. If you try to do that, uh, you're going to be in uh, for a long, long ride. Let me wrap up the show by telling you a quote. This will be the quote of the show from the great philosopher, Dr. Seuss, who said, no one is youer than you. In my journey in leadership and in life, I have found the more that I can be me, the more I will be effective. And that's what this show has been about today. Learn who you are. 
Knowing yourself makes you a better leader. You are uniquely a combination of your personality, your natural abilities, your strengths, and your spiritual gifts. God made only one of you, and then he tossed away the mold. In leadership, we can leverage that to our greatest advantage by knowing who we are so we can choose the right situation in which to serve and surround ourselves with people who complement us. Well, hey, I'm going to be doing a show here in a couple of weeks on tough leadership questions. Would you do me a favor? Write me a tough leadership question. Some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm your friend, Hans. I'm not going to write you a question. So I'm going to give a shout out to some of my faithful listeners who are also my friends. Uh, Let's see, Greg, Henry, Peter, you know, you're just a few. Jordan, write me a tough leadership question you don't think I can answer. I'm going to have a whole show devoted to tough leadership questions, whether we've met or not, whether you know me or not, go to my website at hansdenzel.com and, and just go to the bottom of the blog post and just shoot me a question. That's going to be one of the upcoming shows to look for. I'm also uh, happy that Dan Miller of 48 Days to the Job You Love is, uh, I just interviewed him yesterday. I have a future show coming up with uh, Dan Miller. Finally, I want to just say, if there was something particular in this show that you liked, uh, which of these four areas did you relate to the most, find most useful? Did you learn anything about yourself and listening to me? Please, I'd love to hear from you. Write me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership.